Welcome to the Whiteboard Session, Examining Our Faith Based on Luther's Small Catechism. This week, Pastor John continues our discussion on the Ten Commandments, and we focus on the Eighth Commandment. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Let's listen in. Welcome, everyone, uh, to our... Uh, continuing uh, whiteboard sessions. Uh, my name is Pastor Jung uh, here at Faith uh, Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. Uh, it's a blessing to be here with you as we continue along uh, with the commandments. Uh, we are on the eighth commandment today, uh, God's gift of a good reputation. Why don't we begin uh, with a word of prayer? Uh, dearly Father, we uh, thank you for this time as we are uh, living in the hope of uh, the salvation that we have in our Son, uh, in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, bless us as we learn about the name and how important the name is to uplift and uphold um, as we love and serve our neighbors um, by our words and our speech. Uh, bless us, O Lord, at this time, and may this be a, a great moment uh, uh, to see how we in this Christian life uh, should live. And may this be a comfort knowing that we live uh, through the gift of this gospel that you have given to us by your grace. Uh, for all these things we're thankful. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, a God's gift of good reputation. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean? Uh, we should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, uh, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. Fear and love God. When we do fear and love God, there we defend, speak well, put best, and put the best construction on things, right? Uh, for our neighbor's name. We are called to love. You know, when we talk about, uh, I always think of the lips. You know, this is, uh, you know, we talk about how we could hurt so many people by our hands, our feet, you know, our, our actions and all these things. But really, it's the lips that does the most destructive thing. I, mean, I know in the liturgy, uh, when we do like matins or vespers, it's, um, Oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. That whole idea that when we open our mouths, it's for the glory of God. It's to declare the praise of God and also to, to love and serve our neighbor in the glory of God, right? I always tell my children, pray before you have that word come out of your mouth because you can never take it back. Right? You can never take the words that come out of your mouth back. And, and I'm not on Twitter and all those things, but, you know, people put those stuff on the Internet, and it's just like you never get it back. Well, we see the news today how people are, like, screenshotting everything from, like, 2010 and, and bringing it back, and, and it's just a whole gobbledygook of, of chaos, right? The point is, is that our words mean they, they, they can uplift, right? Defend, speak well, put best construction on things, uh, or they can destroy, Make sense? So in terms of uh, fearing and loving God, we look at our neighbor and say, uh, this, is what, this is who God has placed in my life to love and serve. Not only by providing them, right? Uh, whether we talk about uh, thou shalt not murder, not necessarily just murder, but it's, it's to uh, keep our neighbor and his physical body, right? Uh, uh, protected and well. Or thou shalt not steal. It's not necessarily that we... Uh, just simply do not steal from our neighbor, but we uh, protect their possessions and uh, keep them safe in those ways. And likewise, in this way, we, we are here to protect the name of that person because a reputation can, uh, if that is, uh, we call it gossip, uh, if it's in that gossip, uh, I think it's easy to destroy the name of someone, right? And as um, people always say, 
if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it, right? And this is our prayerful uh, meditation on the Eighth Commandment. So we should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, that we are not to have lies, that we not betray or slander the name of our neighbor. Now we look at the... Uh, uh, the text here in our catechism, and uh, we see some biblical references to what this looks like. Now, again, uh, when we speak of uh, Jesus, and uh, well, why don't we turn to this here? In Matthew 26, uh, 59 to 21, we see the uh, uh, Jesus before Caiaphas and the council, and here we see, as it reads in 59, now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death. False testimony, not true testimony, but false, right? In order to destroy the name of Christ, uh, in order to put him to death, uh, they tried, they tried, right? But it says right there in verse 60, but they found none. And though many false witnesses came forward uh, to no avail, right? And we see clearly that when we talk about the name, even the name of Christ being betrayed and slandered and lied upon, uh, so easy do we use our own lips uh, to, uh, to put down uh, our neighbors and to speak uh, behind their backs. Um, it's called water cooler talk, I believe. Uh, when everyone gets together, let's say at work, and they talk about the boss, or they talk about the coworker behind the back, and, and what's really happening there? Like, do, you, do we discern that? I mean, so easy do we gossip, don't we? Spread rumors. Why? Pride. We love to throw down others because it makes us feel good about ourselves. Right? And we see right here, the lips is the source of uh, the law. That the Lord's saying, use your words, use your speech for the benefit of your neighbor. To put the best construction on things and do not hide behind the veil. I'm just telling it how it is. But rather, how can I help this neighbor? Uh, maybe they're dealing with something that is difficult and uh, maybe we should uh, pray and, and speak to them directly. I mean, I don't know how many times even as a pastor you, uh, you know, um, uh, you face those situations where... Um, and I think not even as a pastor, I think everyone in life, you know, you, you have a friend who comes to you and, and who is talking to you about this other person, person A over there. And, and um, you always ask them, have you talked to that person about these things? And a lot of times they say no. Most of the time they say no. Right. And I think that's a very important part here about uh, speaking and, and giving the name of those around us, defending their good uh, by uh, speaking well of them, because this is, remember, who likes Pac-Man? So difficult, right? Whatever comes out of our lips, that's what comes out of our heart. It's symptomatic of who we are in our sinful nature. Doesn't that make sense? Like, when we talk about uh, our, our words, just, I wish we had a manuscript for our whole day to, to really dwell upon what we said. Because if you look at that manuscript, you're like, man, I need to repent, don't I? Out of the heart, lips, comes what is really going on in our own hearts and mind. Check it, right? I prayerfully look at what is coming out of my heart. And that's what's coming out of my mouth. And the Lord gives us this Eighth Commandment to show not only that 
uh, when we talk about uh, our neighbor in the most uh, well and, and, and to uplift their name and character and uh, put the best construction on things, that is rooted in the love of Christ. I mean, it's the love of Christ who says on the cross, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Like he was putting the best construction on things even when the world was against him and he still died for them, right? He died for his enemies. That's how much he loves uh, this cosmos, this humanity, right? That's how much he loves you. He died for you. He forgives you all of your sins. You have the fullness of life. So when we speak of those around us, it's through the light of Christ, through that gospel. From there flows the fullness of life. I think so many times we point the finger, we fail to look in the mirror and see what we're going with or dealing with. We, we look at uh, another example in the Bible, uh, a Mark 14, where Jesus speaks well of the woman who anointed him. Now, in Mark 14, we see this uh, woman who was using very expensive oil, and these people were pretty much blasting her for wasting these fine, uh, this fine oil. I mean, this, is, this wasn't your cheap uh, generic brand best value at the store. This was, uh, this was a precious oil anointing Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He defended her and her name. And that's what we're called to do as well. Um, and though at times we're tempted to say, well, they are who they are. I'm just telling how it is. Again, when we look at our own sin, uh, we look at the grace of God and uh, we see how much He loves us. And though we fall short, He, he, he lays His life down for the sheep. And, and I think when we talk about our lips and our fullness of life and loving and serving, um, uh, that is where we uh, really uh, center in on the fullness of the Word and the sacraments and what they give. So that in that life of faith, uh, we... Uh, we, we give these words of joy, these words of, uh, of peace, these words of best construction so that they may outlift the name of our neighbor. Now, this is very key to remember because I, when we do fall short, what do we do? We repent. We confess our sins, contrition. Uh, we have godly sorrow for what we have done with our lips, right? And there in faith, we rest on the promise of Christ that is Jesus the cross, the resurrection, the forgiveness of our sins, life eternal. That is where we go back again to the third use of the law, how we ought to live as Christians, not as going to earn to be Christians, but as Christians, as those who are paid for, as those who have the keys to eternal life. How do we love and serve? Uh, not because it adds up to something, but because this is who we are. How can we love and serve our neighbor? Uh, that is to this fullness of life. Um, joy and peace, that we use our lips for the glory of God and the glory of our neighbor. Um, I don't know how many of you have ever uh, used your words and um, how it has caused great destruction in relationships in your life and how hard it is to bring those back. Uh, when you defame someone's reputation, how hard it is for that person to uplift their reputation again, right? And this is what we're called to do, to love and serve and, and to um, put the best construction on things. And I pray you guys, um, as you live your life, as new Christians, as um, long-lived Christians, uh, that you may know that your, your words, they mean a lot. And pray, pray upon it. Pray the Lord will give you the wisdom and faith to use your words in light of what God has given to you in this Christ. And to use your words and faith to uplift the neighbor um, and bring them great joy in their reputation. 
Uh, may this be uh, your, your study as you, uh, and I encourage you to go through uh, the catechism here about God's gift of good reputation and to dwell upon this um, in your meditations. Um, I think that's pretty much it here. Uh, blessings um, on, your, uh, on your study here, but I guess I will we'll conclude here with 1 Corinthians 13. It reads, Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. 1 Peter 4, love covers a multitude of sins. And therefore we love by these very words as we uh, give a glorious testimony to those around us. Blessings, and uh, you all have a blessed uh, day. Adios. Thanks for listening to this study on Luther's Small Catechism. We hope this was helpful as you grow in the Christian faith and study of the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us on the web at faithmorepark.com. Thank you.